Good morning and welcome to Local Matters. Ben Rogers in studio this morning. Hope you've had a good week. I'm thankful to have Mr. Randy Jones. He is our Putnam County Highway Superintendent, and he's been in that role for a while. We're going to get into that. Good morning, Randy. Good morning. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you for inviting me. I know you're busy, um, and you do a lot of good work, and so does your office and your staff and everybody at the garage. I just appreciate your time. Um, I want to talk about, Randy, you've been you've been in office for a little while, but I want to talk about how you came into office. It was a little bit of a unique situation. Um, so 2000. Uh, four, no, 10. 2010. 2010. I about missed my year. 2010. What was going on then? I know you you wanted to run because Red Lamb uh, was not going to run and then he passed away. Yes, sir. Um, but you actually were already filed to run and then you were appointed because he passed away. So tell us that process. Well, uh, I was running for road supervisor. There was uh, five of us in the race and I won the primary in May. And Mr. Lamb had passed away, and after I won the primary, the county commission appointed me to fulfill his term until September. And uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, get to do that, so that helped me in, when I started my term in September 1. Was uh so did you officially win in the in May? Was there no was there no opponent in no opponent in the, in the, in the August? Fall. Yeah, that's what I thought. I couldn't quite remember. So in this instance, the election was decided in May. In May, and you were elected in the primary, and the commission said, "Well, you've already been elected. We're just going to go ahead and appoint you." That would make most sense. Historically, our commission, and, and I can't speak for all commissions in the state in my area, but um, they all don't always appoint somebody that's going to run for office. But this time they did, because you'd already won. Yes, sir. So it just made sense. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, I just went ahead and took office. And then uh, that was May the 10th. And if you remember in 2010, on May the 10th, they had a big flood in Nashville. And we got caught in part of that. So when I stepped in the role as road supervisor, I stepped into getting introduced to FEMA and all that, and you know that was that was something really new to me. I hadn't ever had to do anything like that, and uh, we had a lot of issues with flooding and everything to take care of. I forgot about that because it started on a Saturday, right? The yes. rain did, and because my wife and I were in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, at a wedding, and it rained all day, but it didn't flood in Lawrenceburg. It was just a steady rain, and that wedding was muddy. I'll just say that <laughs> it was an outdoor wedding. You got baptism by fire. Yes, I did. And then that fall, uh, we had another flood on the north side of the town, north side of town. And uh, I got baptized again because it washed out like uh, Pippin Road, the bridge. It didn't wash the bridge. It washed the embutments, uh, the approaches out. And uh, there were several roads right through there that uh, – uh, had a lot of issues with so uh, uh we had to take care of that that fall so um i obviously you're you're a smart guy and, and i know that you know what you're doing but you're just now becoming road superintendent 2010 there's a flood going on did you have anybody to kind of help you with the fema process and get you through that any current staff that was really stepped up to to help you through that process uh, my secretary, Miss Brenda Nash, uh, she carried me through that. Uh, she had been through FEMA before with the ice storm and stuff that they had had around Monterey. This is not the ice storm we had while I was elected, but it was a prior years. 
and uh, she had dealt with FEMA a lot, and she really was a, a you know big help to me. Uh, she carried me through that process. Miss Brenda was wonderful. She, um, of course, you know this. I worked for the highway department the summer of the summers of ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine, and two thousand. So two years, the summer before my senior year of high school, and then three summers before college. And I will say that was the first education I ever got was working at the highway department. And I say that in a good way because you learn as a 16, 17-year-old, because uh, I was 16 when I started in, in June of, of 97. I was turning 17. And you're young, and you're with these guys that have been there a while, and, and, and they're great guys, but they like to cut up. And if you don't have <laughs> – if you don't have thick skin, Randy, they can get to you, right? That's true. That's just the nature of it, and they're great guys, but they like to pick, especially on the new guy. And yeah. but that's one of the best educations I got was working there. Miss Brenda helped me out, uh, just trying to get through some stuff and navigate through being there. And you know, my first day on the job, I went flagging on Pippin Road. And that's a busy road. That was baptism by fire for me. <laughs> and I about got run over at least twice before lunch and almost three times after lunch. And I and I finally radioed. It was with uh, DD Tennant. We all know DD. He and I was our first day together. And I finally radioed because DD was working in summers too, between school. And I said, DD, am I doing something wrong? I'm about to, I'm getting killed out here. He said, Well, where are you standing at? And I said, I'm standing on the yellow line. He said, Get off the yellow, the middle line. He said, Stand back. <laughs> You're going to die. So it was fun for me. Um, a lot of hot summers. A lot of sunburns. A lot of mosquito and sugar bites uh but it was a good time and and red did a good job when i worked for him and so uh missed those days but glad you're in so your background though randy before you became highway superintendent what were you doing well i was uh in the construction uh i worked for several companies around through over cookville we built several roads i I worked for a couple of uh, developers that uh, bought property and uh, built roads. I run a little crew for them and uh, built several roads, like uh, the roads in White Plains Golf Course and Lindenwood, Heath, uh, and uh, uh, Colonial Heights, uh, stuff like that. Just, and uh, I worked for them for several years. So what, let's talk about because you're actually the first highway superintendent I've had on, Randy, and I'm glad you're here. That's one reason I wanted you to have on because some people, all they understand is county roads, and, and they want their county road fixed. That's what you get a lot of calls about. There's a little bit more to it than that. But to actually even consider to run for highway superintendent, you have to be qualified. Yes, sir. You, what, what are the qualifications? you got to have a high school education or a GED. you got to have four years of uh, – highway uh foreman position of, of to of, of experience uh you have to live putnam county and that's, that's about it but you go through a board a state board uh to get qualified and, and you mentioned you, you got to have that ged or high school diploma but you got to have that experience from somewhere and you just mentioned you worked in construction company and you were a foreman doing that so that qualified you to run yes yes you got to have they check your experience and make sure that you are qualified so there are people that have tried to get qualified in I don't know about Putnam, but in other counties that, that were denied by the board. Yes. Because I didn't have the minimal qualifications. That's true. Uh, so the highway superintendent and the sheriff and county government are the only two elected offices that have qualifications more than being age, being of age, and uh, being in, in the county. And you're one of them. 
Yes. And so it's a process. Yes, it is a pretty good process. Uh, sometimes the board will be pretty picky, and uh, I was one of those that they were pretty picky with, and it took me a couple of times to go to Nashville to get qualified. I didn't know that. We can talk about that off air later. I didn't know that process. Well, we're glad to have you. You've done a great job. Uh, like we said, been in since 2010. So you're you're um, 12 years into this. And yes. You got one more term. You were reelected. Didn't have an opponent. Uh, didn't have one in the primary. Didn't have one in the general. Right. And it's a lot easier to run with no opponent. Yes. Somebody asked me, said, you're running this time. I said, well, with no opponent you get to sort of walk through you don't have to run hard that's a that's a good that's a good point so we know you have to be have qualified to run and you had that experience road building is something they want you to have some kind of experience but what's funny is you and i were talking off air earlier really if you don't have the budget you're only maintaining roads you're not building roads yes sir we we do not build roads so we're uh we're only in the maintaining business uh we have uh, 700 miles of road that we take care of. Uh, I believe it's 730 miles, but uh, you know we, it's trying to keep up with uh, the who lives, how many people lives on the road, what the qualification of the road is. We have some state aid roads that we have to uh, that's funded by the state that we pave, and uh, you know we just have to keep up with uh, how much uh, traffic and and uh, everything's on these roads and prioritize them by, by the by that to once we're going to work on and, and pave or stuff like that and it's also important to know that you cannot work on a, a road unless it's a county road and to be a county road it has to be on the county road list yes how does it get on the county road list well it has to go through the county commission uh we have a uh planning commission and most everything now comes in as a subdivision uh regional planning does the subdivisions and we take the roads in uh after they've been inspected and make sure that they all meet the qualifications of what the, the standards are and uh we take them in like that now and uh, has to go through the county commission. They accept it, and, and then we put it on the road list. But you have a say if a road's going to be taken off or added to the road list, correct? Yes. As as highway as the elected highway superintendent, by law, you have a say. Yes. And what happens is, since I'm on the commission, you and I can talk about it. I'm not on the road committee. It's something I did not I, not that I didn't want to serve. It's just I felt like there were other people that could do that. They will ask your opinion and want you to sign off on whether we want to add something to the road list or take it off. Yes, sir. And you're very transparent about that. Yes, sir. And they respect your opinion. And, and usually uh, if you well, if you want it, they're going to try to support it. And if you think it's not a good idea, that's what they're going to go with. Yes, we work together well with the regional planning, uh, the county commission. Uh, we all uh, work well together. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's a lot easier when everything's is uh working together and keeping things like that well, we had our first county commission meeting monday night uh for the newly elected commissioners and officials and we approved your road list monday night actually yes we did 730 miles 
Uh, that's a lot of road miles. And when we come back after this break, I do want to talk about how that compares with other counties, not only in this area, but in the state. Because our county is a pretty good-sized county, not only population-wise, but land-wise. And then we're going to talk about how many gravel gravel roads we have, because I know how many we had when I worked there. But when we come back after this break, I want to get into things like that. Also talk about your priorities and projects and how you prioritize roads and how they're, how they're worked on. And then um, – how many employees you got just a lot of good stuff from mr randy jones he's our highway superintendent putnam county and we'll be back in just a moment after this break what's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses when you shop local your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community helping to benefit your friends and neighbors local schools roads and all aspects of community life but what happens to my money if i spend it online or at a national chain store in most cases the profits go far away out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardy's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. Ben Rogers in studio with Randy Jones. He is the Putnam County Highway Superintendent. He's the first highway superintendent I've had uh, in studio and on the show, and I'm excited because he's given us a lot of good information about county roads and how that works. And we've, we're just we're just breaking the ice right now. We've got so much more to talk about. We talked about Randy last segment. There's 730 road miles in Putnam County. How many of those road miles are gravel roads? Well, about 12 miles, and uh, a lot of that is in areas where the they run right beside of a creek or or a stream, and these floods we have, they wash asphalt and, and oil and chip away just like they do the gravel. And uh, we we sort of haven't done anything with them yet. But uh, I do have plans to uh, oil and chip or pave some of these uh, roads and get rid of a few more of these gravel miles we have. I think, to me, Randy, uh, it's amazing that you only have 12 road miles that are gravel in Putnam County out of 730 miles. That's a little over one and a half percent. Yes. Uh, we was talking about Mr. Red Lamb earlier, and back in the day, we, we put a million dollars in uh, asphalt every year. Well, it costs about $65 a ton now to pick it up. And Mr. Lamb, when he was in road supervisor at one time, uh, he could get it put in place for $27 a ton. And he took advantage. He had about a million dollars in his budget for asphalt. And he took advantage of that, and he paved a lot of roads back in the day when it, it was feasible to do it. And it's it's just uh, economy has hurt us real bad. Yeah, and of course, you know where I live. I live off Turkey Hollow Road, which is off the Bryant Ridge Road. And um, I couldn't believe the day – I was 15 years old, so I couldn't believe the day that I saw our road getting paved. Yeah, because it's just old country road. And I, when I was younger, it was gravel. Then it got tar and chip probably about when I was 10 or 11, and then right before I turned 16, which is bad for a kid turning 16 to 
to have your road paved. It's a lot easier to drive slower when it's gravel. But that got paved, and we were just we thought we were we thought we were the greatest thing in the world. Our road got paved, and yes. uh, it's in good. It's still in good shape. You've maintained it. It's really it doesn't. It's you know we we like driving on it, but um, you do a great job of paving as much as you can. That's true. How, many, how much it cost a mile right now to pave? Well, it'll cost about oh, $80,000 a mile. And the reason it's a little bit cheaper for you to do it, because other, other counties are paying about 100000 a mile, yeah. because you have your own paver. Yes, we do. And uh, we do our own work. We, we do a picked-up price, but I do still bid it in place in case something happens that we can't get to it. And uh, it's about $40 a ton higher when it's in place, so... Uh, it's it's it runs a, a lot more, and uh, being in the paving business is not a actually a money saving thing, but it's the availability of doing it when when you need it done, and instead of waiting on one of the big contractors that uh, tells you they're going to be there and uh, they don't never show up, and they've got your bid and leave you hanging out to dry. That's a great point. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because there's only so many contractors that do paving. And there's 95 counties in the state. And so when you have your own paver, you're able to pay whenever you can get the asphalt. Right. And so you've been able to do more with probably more often, I should say, as long as you have the money. That's true. Uh, you got like in this area, you got like three or four big paving contractors. And, you know, they, they pay for all the counties. Plus their big thing is the state right now. And, and uh they're going to go where the state's at because it's, they lay so much more mix, and uh, they come to one of their counties and lay five thousand ton. They can go to the state and lay a hundred and fifty thousand on some jobs. So you know you, you're just on uh, their mercy. Yeah, you're exactly right. You're at their mercy. So once you once you use your paver and your crew is paving a road, does your crew also stripe the road? No, we that's contracted. Yeah. There's not many experts in striping roads. No, and that that's an issue because of there's not many stripers. Guardrail, I'm having a terrible time of getting a guardrail company to come and just repair some guardrail that we have damaged. Is it because they're busy doing it for the state? They're busy. They've got contracts with the state, and uh, they tell me, you know, they ain't forgot me, but we'll be there when we can. Yeah, I, I know you. Do, you do a great job navigating through all that, Randy. I don't know how you how you get it done, but I know you got a great staff. Speaking to your staff, how many employees do you have? We have thirty five. Thirty five. Do you change that throughout the winter months, or do you, you no. try to keep the same crew? We we work a, f- same, a full crew year round. Uh, when they're not uh, well, when they're not mowing and stuff, we have boom mowers that we put out and and boom mow, and we still have to clean up the shoulders and ditches and. Fall of the year is bad for the ditches anyway on count of the leaves, and uh, you're still putting in the same amount of tiles and stuff, and you're just uh, maintaining what you already have. Is it easier to do boom mowing uh, in the in the summer or the fall and winter? Uh, it's easier in the fall because the leaves are off. You, they can see what they're doing better. But So i, I got to tell on myself. I'm going to tell a story, okay. I, and this may be the first time I've ever admitted it, so – of course, Red Lamb's passed and, and gone, so he won't be mad at me. But um, the first summer I worked, I, I was following a boom mower and Sluggo. You and Sluggo's still with you, right? Yeah, Sluggo's still Randy here. Randy Slogger. I mean, it's, uh, it's we call him Sluggo. But anyway, he was uh, he was in front. I was behind, and I was with the car, and the car was that old 70 LTD 
And I was, you, you still have that thing? No, oh, it's, it's been yeah. junk long yeah, ago. Yeah, you should have junked that a long time ago. But anyway, that was what we were in, and it was old then. So uh, big old car. I called it the big hoopty car. So there was another gentleman, that I won't mention his name because he's well-known in the community, uh, that was flagging in the front. Anyway, we get done for the day. We're heading back to the office, and, and custom was if you're, if you're following um, uh, the, the tractor – that you put flags in the windows so yeah. people know you're going to be slower so they can see these orange flags come out the windows. And then for order that to happen in that LTD, you would do it in the back windows so we wouldn't burn up to death because there's no air conditioning. So I'd roll the back windows up, and they'd roll the front windows down for air. Well, I rolled up one of them too tight to the flag, and we're driving down the road, and the window shatters. And it shatters in my ear. I thought somebody had shot at us. Sluggo and the other gentleman that was driving about wrecked. Pulled over, and and we wouldn't fall on the tractor. Then we were just come back in the in the the garage. But they wanted me to put the flags in because the LTD didn't go over forty miles per hour. So we pulled over at a church, and they said, "What in the world was that?" Probably said some few other words, and I said, "Well, the window shattered." And they said, "How did that happen?" I said, "I guess I rolled the window up too tight." Well, they were good to me. Uh, Sluggo was good to me, and, and the other gentleman that well, don't worry about it. You know, it could happen. That that thing was so old. It, you know, we'll just we'll blame it on something else. And we went back and told Red something else happened, um, and, and he he gave us a few choice words, and he called me. He always called me Little Rogers because my cousin Chuck worked there as well. So that was I'm telling on myself for the first time ever. Uh, I broke a window in 1997. 1997. Yep, and uh, they they took up for me. So just a little bit of information. Uh, but the boom mowing is a big part of keeping our roads clear. True. And you have how many boom mowers? Uh, we got five boom mowers, and I run eight side mowers all year long or all summer long. And they they cover the 730 miles. Well, in that 730 miles, you got to mow both sides of the road. Right. So that makes you 1,460. Yep. And just to give you a little for what if, that's like from here to Las Vegas. Yeah. And we do that once a month. Wow. And then they go right back to where they started and start over again. Yeah. Y'all do a good job keeping the roads clear. I appreciate that. Great information. We got one more segment after this break with Randy Jones, Putnam County Highway Superintendent. We'll be back here on Local Matters in just a moment. Welcome back to Local Matters. Randy Jones, the Putnam County Highway Superintendent, here with me, Ben Rogers, in the studio. It's a great conversation so far. Learned a lot from the man who's in charge of the county roads and, and uh, 35 employees uh, on his staff. They do a great job. 12 miles uh, in the county are not paved or tar and chipped or oil and chipped. Uh, 12 miles of gravel, and it just blows my mind that that's all we have. And, and you'd mentioned it sometimes it's hard to get to, but you got a plan. So if you live on one of those gravel roads, he's got a plan. It's not that he's excluded you for any reason. It's just hard to do. Um, Carrington Hall is tough, and that, that's right near me. That is our one of the toughest roads we have is Carrington. Yeah. It's it's real steep, real curvy. Uh, it's hard to get it to drain off the road, and uh, we we do have an issue it and Brown Holler. Uh, we both of those are connected down there, and then you have to cross the creek twice. Yep. Uh, have to ford the creek so in, when it floods you don't go in and out down there so and there's only so much you can do around the creek because epa is going to be saying you should have got a permit to do this that's true you know, yeah so, they don't they don't like you fooling around the water no there's a lot of restrictions the state comes down on you and and um federal government when it comes to that stuff 
Um, the well, I'll say this: we enjoyed working on Carrington Hall because there wasn't much traffic. <laughs> and it was shady. <laughs> it was shady. So whenever Red was sending me to Carrington Hall to flag, I'm like, I'm in. I'm. I, I want to go. Um, great stuff so far. So. Right now, Randy, what kind of projects do you have going on? Is it business as normal, or do you got some projects going on? Well, it's business as normal, but I'm uh, trying to put in some uh, large pipe. I have one on Elmore Town that uh, we're going to try to put in Tuesday, next Tuesday, the 27th. Uh, of course, Elmore Town's a, a dead-end road, and it's a large pipe. It's it's pretty deep in the ground, and it's we're going to have to just close the road. Yeah. and. Uh, I've got a big sign to put up and telling the people that it's going to be closed. We'll close about eight. We'll try to do that. And then I got a project on uh, uh, Double Springs Road to put another cover in. That's that's one thing that's really getting pricey. I, I bought uh, four pipe this week, uh, 30, uh, 30 foot long each, was $18,000 for gracious. four. That's forty five hundred dollars a piece, basically. That's right. nuts, Randy. Uh, one hundred and seventy eight dollars a foot for seventy two inch pipe. Wow! And uh, you know that that inflation is what's costing us. Uh, you know, we we basically uh, get the same revenue pretty much every year, uh, but everything's going up so fast. You know, the the revenue's not catching up with the inflation let's talk about that it's a great segue how how is the majority of your funding to the highway department where does that come from most of our funding comes through gas tax uh some people don't like to say gas tax they, it should be a highway users tax because you know uh that's what uh, they talked about when uh the improved act they wanted to raise the gas taxes and uh, of course that hadn't been changed since 89 and and uh, we're basically funded on the gas tax, and when they raised that, that helped us some. But the inflation ended up, uh, you know, pretty quick. Yeah, um, county gives you some money on property taxes, but it's nowhere near what you need to operate, and that's why most counties in the state rely on that gas tax. That's a Tennessee thing. Uh, you know, that gas tax funds state highways, and it funds county highways. And there's a there's a formula for it. Uh, part of it's based on population. Part of it's based uh, everybody gets a, a cut of something. And then uh, what's the other? I'm missing one. Uh, it, they take fifty percent of the gas tax and they divide it, but uh, among the ninety five counties equally. And then there's a fourth of it by the land miles in the county. It's not the road miles; it's the land miles. And then a fourth of it by the population. I wonder why it's by land miles instead of road miles. Has anybody ever answered that question for you? I've never asked it. I don't I know. I think I may ask that. I may call Senator Bailey and just say, hey, how's that work? Because you would, you would think it'd be by road miles. And do, you, do you know where we fall at in the state on road miles? Uh, On road miles or mm-hmm. land miles? Road miles. Road miles. Yeah. We're basically about average for most counties. Uh, uh uh, now this is just county roads now, because uh, a lot of the bigger counties like Davidson County, most of them are metro. Right. Uh, we're we're about average for uh, Tennessee counties, unless it's a small county like Clay or Pickett. Uh, you know they're they're small and they don't have many, and that the population and the size is what hurts them on their roads because they don't get as much uh, gas tax. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's uh, that's a problem for smaller counties because those smaller counties ain't getting property tax from their commission either. Probably yeah. not. We we receive eight cents from uh, the tax dollar. Uh, that's that, a little over a million dollars. Uh, about a million and a half. So that that will help you do your paving that you try to do, and that's about everything right. else you got to fund through gas tax. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in county, and I feel like the county commissions try to do a good job working with everybody in the county. Of course, I'm biased. I'm a county commissioner, but. If we have a if we've had a tax increase, we've tried to include you in it a little bit, give yes. you a little bit of time, and that way you're not falling behind too bad. That's true. Um, uh, the county commission always works with us, and uh, uh, we get our share uh, most of the time when they when they divide up the tax dollars. And uh, your host here, Mister Rogers, he is the chairman of the <laughs> county commission. He got, was elected Monday night to, uh, to be chairman. Uh, of this new year i appreciate that randy i i've, I've received several texts uh numerous texts congratulate me and it, it, it's an honor to serve on the commission period but it's an honor to serve as the chair of the commission of of right now 23 members we have a vacancy which will be filled in november at the election and they'll make it 24 um and i appreciate that you've worked well with me for my eight years starting my ninth year and um you know, I just told those you were there Monday night, and I just told those commissioners, "Hey, I, ask questions." You know, and you're you've got an open door policy, and you probably encourage commissioners to come by and and visit with you, and actually get in the truck and and say, "Hey, this is what we're doing, or this is why we need this." I mean, you've had that happen, right? That's true. Well, if they've got a question, all they got to do is ask me, or we'll go look at their problem and uh, do whatever we can. Uh, your host, Mister Rogers, is a great uh, county commissioner. Uh, he works for C-Task is his full-time job, so he knows all the rules and regulations for the local government, and uh, he just does a good job as a county commissioner. I did not ask you to say that, but I thank you for saying that. I he, appreciate he that. He really paid me. <laughs> I'll pay you later. <laughs> Jake, you, you witnessed it. I, but, no, I appreciate that, Randy. I, I'm not perfect. I, and I, I don't know everything, but I won't people to feel like they can call you if they got a question about anything or roads they can call me if they got a question about the county and and uh, i love what i do and it's going to be an interesting four years we've got a lot of stuff going on uh, as people know with schools and jails and trying to keep up our roads i and you, you and i've talked and this is this is the truth most of the phone calls i get randy from constituents is about a road you know right. can, uh, this road's washed out or this road has a pothole that the ice storm kills you yeah. An ice storm ki- absolutely kills your county roads. That's true. Whether they're paved or tar and chipped, it kills because it the it freezes and it makes it loose, and then you have these potholes, and you possibly can't get to all of them, but y'all do a good job getting to them. Salt. People won't say, oh, we can't go. We need our road salted. That's one of the worst things you can do for a road. Mm-hmm. Uh, you cannot uh, salt an oil and chip road. It'll, just, it'll go back to gravel. Yeah. It deteriorates the oil. But it's, it's really hard on a asphalt, too. So if look at the interstate after a hard winter and you can see what salt will do for it that's and why you see t dot constantly paving interstates is because of the winters we have sometimes and true. all the brine and salt that they have to put down in case there's a storm and we had a pretty rough winter i think last time i don't know what's gonna happen this time you got you have a prediction no farmer's almanac said I think for this area, said it would be a harsh winter, but who knows? I try not to predict. Cause most <laughs> of the time, it rounds up biting you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I understand. So we've talked about some projects. Do you got any priorities, Randy, coming up that you would like to see get done that maybe you can't fund out of your budget right now? Well, I've got a lot of paving projects. Uh, you mentioned we had a paver. Uh, 
it has a problem right now. It's it's two years old, got a thousand hours on it. It has a depth fluid problem. I'm waiting on a pump for it. They said it'll probably be the twelfth of October before I can even receive part parts and, and maintenance and stuff is, is one of our big issues. Uh when we're working on it, when stuff breaks down, uh you can't get the parts for it. Well, and let me ask you about the of course that garage where you're located at, y'all been there how long? It was built in 1964. Are you excited about a change coming up maybe in the next year or two? Well, it'd be nice to have a new building. Uh, that was still good. We, we it's, it's still a uh, sound structure. Uh, it's really handy about running to the parts store and going here and there. But, uh, you know, down on Tennessee Avenue would be a, a good place, too. Well, and you've got... You could, Tennessee Avenue, you've got good access to the interstate, 70. You can get anywhere probably quicker because you don't. You only have a couple of red lights you're dealing with. You don't have as much traffic. True. Um, I remember, never forget, when I first started, we pulling a uh, – Randall LeFevre pulling a big grader out on Jefferson. <laughs> I'm like, we have to go Jefferson. And most of the time, we'd have to go Jefferson to get to the west end of the county. You'd have to, to to some part. And, you know, people just honking their horns behind us in the way and – uh, you won't have as much that problem. That's probably true. Yeah, I worked for Mister Lamb back. I don't know, late eighties. We'd drive the graders right up the interstate. Did you? Yeah, we go to Monterey. We'd take right off up up, up Interstate forty. Yeah. Well, of course, times have changed, but that well, happens. True. Logistics are tough sometimes for the highway department, but it's y'all do, and y'all have done a great job working with that building that you're at, Randy. And I appreciate. Uh, you know the the, the patience that with the commission because it is due time for y'all to have something bigger and 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 newer and, and make it easier to work on cars and or equipment and uh, stuff like that. So I, I'm excited for you. Thank you. Well, yeah. We're we're we like to be moving too. I appreciate you being here. We've learned a lot. I didn't get to some of the stuff I wanted to talk to you about, but we'll cover that next time you come in. I, I, y'all do a good job, Randy. Appreciate every, your service to the county. Glad well, you ran again and glad you got reelected. And um, if you ever need anything from me, you know to call me. But you do a great job. I appreciate you. Well, thank you. I enjoy my job. You do. I, I know. If you didn't enjoy it, you wouldn't ran again. Running, running for office is not easy, folks. No, it's not. I'll just tell you. But thank you so much, folks. I hope you've enjoyed this. I have. Randy Jones is great. His staff's wonderful. Some of those guys I used to work with are still there. I appreciate you guys. If you're listening, y'all do a good job. Uh, hope everybody has a good week. Weekend. I'll see you next week. Remember, it's a lot easier to smile than it is to frown. Make somebody day by smiling at them. Don't be mean. Be kind, people. All, it's a little effort to be kind. It's a lot harder to be mean. Let's be kind to everybody and have a good weekend. We'll see you next week. Thanks, my producer, Jake. Appreciate you, buddy.